This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 134, and it's another special episode and also a bittersweet episode for me because I'm speaking to four incredible women whose stories I'm excited to share with you today. These are four of my clients who worked with me during the You on Fire program this past spring. You can find all the links mentioned in this episode, including the video version of these interviews at summerinanin.com forward slash 134. This is really bittersweet for me because I'm about to go on maternity leave any day now. And I'm really starting to mourn that I'm not going to be doing this work for a few months. And I know that it's really mixed because the other part of me is really excited for this new adventure that's coming my way. And as one of my clients told me, you're going to be in so so in love with your baby that you're not even going to be thinking about your work. But at the moment, it feels hard because I love the work that I do so much. And I'm really going to miss it over these next few months. And so wrapping up this program with these incredible women and wrapping up all of my client sessions over the last month has been so bittersweet because I'm so proud of all the effort and work that they've put into doing this work for themselves. And it's been so incredible to witness their transformations and where they are now. And I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss those feelings, I think. But I know that it's only temporary and I'm going to be back and I'm probably going to be so distracted that I won't even be thinking about it. But anyways, there's a lot of bittersweet emotions as I share this episode today. This is another Spotlight series. I've done these before. You can check them out. Episodes 116, episode number 103, and there's more from even before that, but those are the two most recent ones aside from this one that feature similar stories from my clients, and these are all on YouTube as well. If you go to my YouTube channel, uh, you can find the video version of these going back over the past four years. It's so great for me to witness the changes that happen in these women that I work with, they really do become free and liberated. And what's so awesome is that it's not just a short term thing. It's like they're on this trajectory. And I just know that, you know, a year from now, things are just going to be better and better for them. And that's such an amazing feeling and to to just know that about them. And I, I know that they believe that too. And it's and it goes so far beyond just, you know, them wearing a bikini or feeling comfortable in their skin. It's, they're able to be more present in their lives, they're able to be better role models to their kids, they're able to go after a promotion at work, or they have more time to become advocates for social justice. They're speaking out more. They're taking on new adventures. They're really just becoming more of themselves. And I think that that's what's so gratifying about this work. And in all these little ways, they start to leave a mark on this world and influence others. And that's how I really believe that we're going to change this culture. 
You know, I think that it's we have this ripple effect on the people around us when we do this work for ourselves. So it's not just about like one individual feeling better in their body. It's about, okay, so now that that person has freed up all this mental real estate, what is their impact going to be on the world now? What is their impact going to be on the people around them? And that's how this this change is really going to happen. And we need a cultural change more than anything. And so that's why I'm so excited to share their story with you today. These are examples of how it is possible to really let go of those bullshit beliefs and to stop letting your body rule your emotions and to know your value outside of how you look. And it's certainly not perfect as you'll hear today. And it's certainly not a linear as you're as you'll hear today. But it is possible. And once you have those tools, once you're on that path, there really is no turning back. So I would love to tell you that the next cycle of You on Fire is going to be starting in the fall, but I'm going to be having a baby, so it's not. Uh, So it won't be coming back again until spring 2019. At least that is the plan for now, which is subject to change based on, you know, how things go, leaving things a little bit open-ended for myself. But at the time of this recording, the plan is that You on Fire will run again in spring 2019 because I'm having a baby any moment now, and we'll be on maternity leave. So if you're interested in in that program, you can get all the details and get your name on the wait list at summerinnin.com forward slash you on fire, all one word. Or you can go to the show notes for this episode, again, summerinnin.com forward slash 134. And in case you're like, what is You on Fire? You on Fire is the 12-week online group coaching program that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me and lifetime access to the program. And it is designed to help you break out of the diet culture cage, get free from body shame, and live your fiery, free, untamed life. So in the program, you learn tools to help you have untamed confidence and liberate yourself from the culturally imposed temptations to diet and be thin. You will know that you are good enough so you can turn down the criticizing all or nothing control freak perfectionist voice in your head that constantly makes you feel less than. You'll learn how to accept and feel comfortable in your body and be okay with a full body photo, wear your bathing suit to the beach and see your reflection without doing a full body scan or gasp and give way less fucks about what other people think of you and rid yourself of comparisons to other people. And a huge part of it is figuring out who you really are and what sets your soul on fire now that dieting and weight loss aren't cramping your mental space. And ultimately, it's to help you wear, say, and do the things that you want to do. And so, like I said, you can find the video versions of these interviews and a link to watch the entire Spotlight series that includes people from up to, I think, three, four years ago now at summerinandand.com forward slash 134. And like I said, I've been running this program for four years and it's just, I always build such a strong connection with the people in this group as they build a strong connection with each other. And it's so amazing to witness. So I'm excited to share their stories with you today. First up, I am catching up with Anna, who is just a fireball of amazing energy and has done so many badass things. And I'm super excited for her to share her story and uh, for you to hear about all the cool things that she has done since uh, we've been working together. Check it out. Hello, Anna. Welcome to the show. Hey, Summer. I'm so happy to have you here today. It's so nice to see you. Yeah, you as well. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you live, just a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name's Anna. Uh, I am an engineer. 
I recently lived, moved to upstate New York to do, um, you know, a job uh, involving like 3D printing and engineering. And um, I used to work at a toy company before then. But I've done a lot with um, struggling with like eating disorder for maybe like five years. And it wasn't until like the last year that I got really turned on to intuitive eating. And the part that I was missing from that whole journey and finding peace with food was finding peace with my body because um, they really go hand in hand. And um, so this, this course has kind of been the, the piece of the puzzle for me. Yeah, right on. That's so good. Yeah. So why don't you tell yeah. me a little bit about, like, tell me more about that. So what was your relationship with your body like before we started working together? Sure. So a lot of my worth in body work was dictated by how conventionally attractive I was. And like my mood would swing so quickly if I saw a picture that I didn't like, <laughs> and it could just shift the entire course of my day. And very specifically, I was having a lot of issues coming to peace with um, how my face looked, especially, you know, I had gained a lot of weight in the last year and just how round it was. I just, you know, I would even hesitate smiling um, because I didn't, you know, I didn't like how it looked. So it's a pretty, it was a, not the best relationship with my body. Yeah. 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 And how is that, how is that impacting your life? Cause I know well, I mean, like we'll talk about later, but you've done a lot of stuff outside your comfort zone since then. So how was that impacting your life at the time? Well, it was kind of the perfect storm. So I had moved to um, New York for this job. Right. And so I didn't really have any friends. I moved to this new place in winter and, you know, I was already feeling really down, but that combined with having very low, you know, body image and self-worth, like I was just isolating and I wasn't seeing the people I loved um, as a result because I didn't want them to judge me because I hadn't seen them since I had, um, since I was thinner. So I was isolating and I just wasn't like living. I wasn't like going out and doing fun things with people or even at clubs and things because I was just like very insecure. Yeah. Yeah. So huge impact on my life. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and so what made you decide that you wanted to do the work, that you were ready to make that change? It really came down to not wanting to see people I loved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then the future goal, goal, of course, of like, if I did have a family, I didn't want to impact, um, you know, my kids with uh, my own insecurities. Yeah, um, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. go ahead, finish your thought. Did you have something else you wanted to add there? No, good. Okay. Okay. And so what were some of the things that really helped you along the way? Throughout the course? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, outside yeah. of it too, but <laughs> yeah. sure. anything that oh, helps man. you along the way. <laughs> um, the things that helped me along the way. So per the course, the first thing was defining what my values were and living more in alignment with those versus my outcome mentality based values like success and you know conventional like beauty and all that and so once I was able to define those values like for me it was like uh, authentic courage and contribution things became clearer and that's when I was able to make clearer steps in what I wanted to do throughout the course of your program having the support I did which was you and this super intelligent um, Facebook (laughs) support group so compassionate so first defining the values second feeling feelings you are so brilliant in that the process you give to feel feelings like really gave me ground and the ground I'd like never really touched before, at least in a really long time. 
and I'm, I have the most difficult time crying and, but it's such a release whenever I do, which is so rare. And so like the first kind of thing I did in alignment with my values per, you know, all the challenges in the course was I had to, um, you know, there was a person in my life that was very toxic and I really need to create some boundaries and have a break from this person. And, and feeling the feelings that went to that and the loss and uncertainty and all of that, that was tying me to staying with them. And just like that, that just is one instance of something that I accomplished in you on fire, but feeling those feelings and sitting with them and crying and then having that peace with that person and taking the break. Like, so, so anyway, feeling feelings, having values, other key steps were of course, um, you know, oh man, it was so critical, the work I did with you um, in looking at different photos of myself at different angles and um, coming, going to the source of whatever insecurity or anxiety and shame I had them and just sitting in that and then unpacking why that was there, you know, and of course it's due to my own inner critic, uh, critic that's like conditioned by society and, and that, oh God, that was a critical element of the course in the piece I have. Anyway, I'm rambling, but those, um, those were a few, um, those were a few really key elements in the course. Again, values, feeling my feelings, acting in accordance to those values and, um, working with uh, different images of myself and unpacking what was um, going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But you were so, I mean, you were so brave and courageous to, to take on all of those things, I think, because, you know, like, especially when we talk about something like pictures, it can be such a sensitive topic. It's like, you just want to avoid it, but you were like, let's do more. Like you were like, <laughs> like, like really wanted to work through it, to move through it. And you weren't afraid yeah. of feeling feelings. I was like, I'm actually surprised you said that you had a hard time feeling feelings. Cause I thought you were so like good at really being able to tune into that. And so, yeah, you, I mean, you were just so amazing at taking the tools and then applying them even in terms of like working through, you know, some of the inner critic thoughts and, and, and developing that compassionate self-talk with yourself and really utilizing the support of the group to do that. So, I mean, kudos to you for actually like taking what you learned and like being like, I am going to use this <laughs> and really apply it. Cause that's obviously like why so many things have, have changed, which we'll, which we'll get to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. In Rome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what were, so what were some of the highlight moments for you? Sure. So, so I already touched on one of them. One of them was just like, being able to on my own have a process that would allow me to cry in a moment when I really needed to. My God. Um, another of which is, you know, the peace I felt after leaving this toxic friend. Other moments were, oh my God, like that support group. So I'm talking to the 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 Summer Inn and podcast, like the degree of compassion those women have and and intel like these women are so smart and like I could go with them with anything. And not only would they have a safe space for me, but they were encouraging. And so basically the next thing I mentioned to highlight for me was I just went to a bar. I wasn't, I didn't have any makeup on by myself and I just like danced there. But a huge part of that was, you know, using that support group to um, say, Hey, I'm feeling this. Hey, like my inner critic is saying this to me, that's making me not want to go. And then just going anyway, like that was a highlight moment. Um, Other highlight moments were, you know, per you on fire, some of my feeling fire, feeling on fire came as a result of joining an, an improv comedy group. And that bringing me so much happiness. I, I joined a band and just playing my first gig with this band, which I was terrified of doing. My God, 
that that was a highlight moment. Um, but more highlight moments, and again, going back to my original goal of seeing people I loved, I was able to see like four or five different groups of people I haven't seen since I was like X amount thinner. Like even one of my friends says, I mean, a while ago said I was irrecognizably irrecognizable to how what I weighed then and what I weighed now and seeing friends I hadn't seen since that point and that quick getting like quick you know just connecting again and having that connection that love and just doing it and like knowing that I if I hadn't done you on fire I wouldn't have had those like wonderful moments of these friends I hadn't seen in a while like that love that was a huge highlight moment for me um yeah so that's that in a nutshell. That's a lot, though. <laughs> yes. I remember, like, every week, well, not necessarily, like, every single week, but there were, like, several moments where I remember you, we were chatting on the coaching call, and you were like, oh, and I just, like, tried out for this band, or, you know, oh, I just, you know, did this. <laughs> like, no big deal. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. Are you giving yourself credit for how badass that is? Because it was, like, really, really cool. And um, and even just, like, rock climbing, too. Like, I know that was another thing for you, like, getting oh, back yeah. into that and asking mm-hmm. for people to be, like, belay buddies and, and whatnot. And and yeah. you, you did so much outside your comfort zone, especially hearing, you know, when I asked you what it was like before and you said you were isolating, like you are like the least isolated person I think I know now. Well, that's like <laughs> night and day, like my God, Summer, like you have no idea. Like before this program, I'd literally come back from work and just like go right on YouTube and be on it for hours because I just didn't want, like I was just feeling so overwhelmed by like life and what I should be doing and what I wanted to be doing and I just didn't have the tools to do it but like and then like it's I don't know I always feel like think timing is a thing and then I just like I hadn't really listened to your podcast like in a few weeks and I put it on you advertise you on fire so anyway night and day like just the things I was able to accomplish it's just uh completely different <laughs> than beforehand yeah, yeah that's amazing so good I'm so proud of you so uh how do you feel like how do you what are some specific things you've noticed about how you feel in your body now specifically um it's interesting I like how you said in my body so I'll answer like things I feel in my body and about my body I guess um yeah in my in my body like to even feel in my body, I kind of felt like I was walking around, oh, what's her name? Eve Ensler said this in one of her talks. She said, walking around like a floating head. Yeah. <laughs> like she was going into her body. And I was feeling like that. I was just, you know, and how I feel in my body is, you know, just if I have to go and get calm in myself to like go to my stomach or go to my chest where I usually feel anxious and sit in it. And that... um, the peace I get from that exercise, um, even though it's super difficult to have gotten there and it still, you know, has the challenges of, you know, getting, having my body create calm for me when I'm feeling anxious. But now through, through like working, I've been able to do that. So that's specifically in my body, but like about my body, there's just so much more neutrality and acceptance. My God, neutrality is freedom. (laughs) And like, you know, I don't have to love it. I mean, I, I like my body. I mean, I mean, loving is always the goal, but like, just getting to a point of like, you know, that's my face. And like, this is, this is my face at that angle. And that's a strong woman right there. (laughs) And this is a woman that follows her values, like that versus like, Oh God, look how gross I look at this angle. (laughs) Like, geez, um, so much more strength and just acceptance in where I am. 
Yeah. Nice. Yep. That's so good. So, so yeah. So, I mean, how does, how does it feel now that to, to really have that off your shoulders? Well, it's interesting, right? Because um, I was thinking um, about this question because I feel like now that the weight that my body had on my shoulders is off my shoulders and now on society almost. Yeah. And yeah. And essentially I just feel you know, feeling more free in myself to have it off my body, I do at the same time feel a responsibility and an obligation to educate those around me as to why I feel this freedom in my body and how they should be in the same way. Yeah. And yeah, so I do feel the weight of that obligation because there's, it's just so, I mentioned this in a call with you, I just feel like if we were in the matrix, like I took, I chose to take the red pill and I just want to, you know, let everyone know that the matrix is a thing and then they can come out of it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, it's activated that fire in you to, to want to, you know, like it, once the veil is lifted, it activates that fire in you to be like, this is not fair. Like the way that we treat people's bodies, the way that we value people's bodies, it's not, it's, it's, it's not okay. And so I think it's, it's, it's awesome to hear you say you want to you know, advocate for change and spread the word and just be more aware about how you can, how you can help and do that. Yeah. Thanks, Summer. <laughs> Thanks for being the warrior that led me to that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your advice to people listening today? So I think the big, I think two things. Number one is it's kind of cliche, but if you want change for yourself, like if there's a change for yourself that's deeply wanted. And then maybe it's like perspective, like it was for me and my body and just, you know, and just, you know, everything I've done, the, just the change I was able to go through in this course, it required me, that deep change required me to be deeply uncomfortable first and consistently be deeply uncomfortable as I not, act, not letting my inner critic win, but acting against it. So to put, to put this into, um, you know, better terms, like, my deeply uncomfortable, <laughs> like, like at times would come in the form of like, you know, I really want to see this person, even though I'm really afraid that they're going to judge me if I was thinner. And I, it's so overwhelming me and it's so all this stuff. And I just have to tell, you know, my group right now, like, Hey girls, like I'm feeling really insecure about this. I'm, you know, I'm feeling all these things. Here's my compassionate self-talk I'm going to give to myself. And Hey, could you help me? Could you help me develop that self-talk and can you help me, um, you know, kind of get momentum in this weak moment and just those, that embarrassment and humiliation and just posting those kinds of things, which I did a bunch of times, <laughs> like that was ultimately the thing that allowed me to um, do the things that I wanted to and was scared of the most. So, so anyway, that deep discomfort is so hard, but so critical in doing good for yourself. Yes. That's my advice. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Right. Well, we want everything to be like really easy or we want it to be really positive. And the truth is, is that we're talking about put me, you know, putting ourselves in more vulnerable situations. We're talking about, you know, like being aware of kind of the, you know, the darker thoughts that we have or the feelings that we have that we've been trying to run away from. And so, yeah, I think it's like, it's super real for you to say that because it is so true. Like we kind of have to go through the discomfort to get to, the comfort. And that's where I think you did such an amazing job because you were just like ready for that. Like you were so sick of being in the place that you were, that you were like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to do this stuff, even if it feels really hard because I want to be 
you know, I want to be living my life and doing the things that are more important to me, which I think is just right. like so courageous of you. Oh, thanks, Summer. Um, but you guys made it so easy, easy because of the safe space that you and the group had. It was just like, anyway, thank you. I have so much gratitude for this course and, and you and everyone in that you on fire group on Facebook. And I, um, thanks so much for everything. Hmm. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, you are awesome. Like it's been such a joy to have you and to speak to you on a weekly basis. <laughs> and like, you're just always so awesome. You're always so fun to coach. And I, I just loved, I've just loved like kind of seeing your adventures and seeing all the different ways that you've been out there doing your thing and playing in a band and going rock climbing and doing improv and like all these awesome, really, really cool. And like sand, sand dune snowboarding or whatever you did. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. you're just like I'm like who like you are just like doing all these awesome things so I I just I love it and I and I like I hope that you continue I know you will continue to do those things but I hope you continue to share them with with us in the group because it's just like you're such an inspiration so thank you for that oh thanks summer you're great <laughs> <laughs> thanks Anna well thank you so much anything else you want to say before we close this out Oh, how about this? This is the other thing I want to say. I want to say to the woman listening to this that you're doing a great job. Even just by listening to Summer's podcast and getting being wherever you are in your journey with your body and food, like, there's just hard stuff. And whatever even you're doing today, like, you're doing a great job and you're rocking it. And it takes strength just to be a woman going through this process. And I just want to – anyway, I just send all the love and strength and power because all of the women out there are just worth um, – worth all of their true worthiness hell yeah yes yeah. we'll close it out there because that's a strong note to end on thank you so much yeah. Anna. rock on yeah. oh God. bye I'm so proud of all of the things that Anna has done. And like I said, she just like kept blowing me away every week when she was like, oh, I tried out for a band. I was like, you did what? Um, anyways, so cool. Love having her in my life. Next up, we I'm catching up with Kayla, who is another incredible person. They're all incredible. You're going to hear me say those words over and over. <laughs> but uh, Kayla did some really awesome things in this program as well. And one of the big things for her was getting this job. And it was a big promotion and I'm just like that gives like gives me so much gratification to see that because I just love seeing how we can play bigger in our lives when we feel better about ourselves okay check out Kayla's story here hey Kayla welcome to the show hi Summer I'm so glad to have you here today thank you why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about who you are where you live that kind of thing I'm Kayla obviously I live in the U.S. I'm a solid Midwestern girl. <laughs> I work in finance. Actually, it's finance support with sisters and teens. This is always the hardest question to answer. Yeah, that's good. You have a dog? <laughs> I have two dogs. They're wandering around behind me. <laughs> nice. That's good. Um, yeah. I like to cook and, you know, yeah. like that. All good. kinds of fun. Nice. So um, tell everyone a little bit about your relationship with your body before we started working together? Sure. I, over the last few years, someone introduced me to Jess Baker. Just, I think it was when she first did her blog post, the 10 things no one will tell fat girls before she published the book. And I started following her. And so over the last few years, I've kind of been reading the books and conceptually, I got the idea of 
being body neutral or body positive, but it just wasn't really for me, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't internalizing those ideas. I was externalizing them. And so I really just needed something to kind of kick me in the ass, basically. Yeah. So when you mean like externalizing them, you were kind of like, oh, that's like, was it like intellectually you got, you kind of got it, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, like you weren't feeling different or was it like good for them, but I'm not there yet. It was a little bit like good for them or I could look at someone else and appreciate that body, even if it was similar to my own more so than I could in taking those same, same concepts and applying them to myself. Yes. So what made you decide that it was like you wanted to change or you wanted to kind of do some work around it to, to internalize it? A lot of it was I've been looking for a new job and I was really getting frustrated. And a lot of it I realized had to do with the way I was presenting myself. I can be professional, but when it came to me, myself, I wasn't as outgoing or basically I just let my body anxiety stop me from really expressing who I was in interviews. And so I realized if I really want to move forward in my life, I really, I've got to do something. And it was just, it was way too much mental energy to spend on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what were some of the like key stepping stones that helped you along the way? During the program, a lot of it, the visualizations really helped. I know you always say they sound kind of woo, but they work. <laughs> and um, that's one thing that I've even been telling my other friends. I'm like, try this. But, and then also kind of not learning to appreciate my inner critic as that voice of trying to protect me while also realizing that it's not always right. Like, don't take it and believe everything that it says. I think that really finally clicked with me during the programs and it's allowed me to kind of just put it off to the side. It doesn't take over like it used to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so what were some of like the, the highlight moments for you or the things that you did that you're really proud of that I did because of the program, like my, yeah. Or just in your life, like things that have changed for you. Yeah. Yeah. I wore a bikini for the first time showing my stomach as, probably since I was a kid. Like, I don't even remember doing that as a teenager. So that was pretty much a big, like, what are you doing? Moment. Yes. It's really, really good. And then I applied for a job and got it, um, a promotion with a new company. So that was really exciting. Yeah. Those are two of my big. The, those are major things. Well, also with the bikini, like you shared it on in like a Facebook group as well, which I think. I even shared it eventually on my personal Facebook group, which it did take me a couple of weeks, but I made this whole post similar to what I put in the group and I hit send and then put it away. Nice. <laughs> that was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that feel for you? Terrifying, but also very liberating. I was really, I was not expecting the amount of people to relate to it. I don't want to say audibly because it was on Facebook, but so many people commented and posted about how inspiring it was. And that wasn't my intention, but it was nice to see people relate to how I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. No, that was super badass. Like really, really badass. And have you, have you taken more pictures since, or have you been in the bikini more since then? 
I haven't, um, but probably in a couple weeks. My friend has a pool, so yeah, I'll go over there. Right now. Good, good, excellent, excellent. And and so like the yeah the promotion and the changing of the job. I know that that was like a huge deal, and we did a bunch of conversations and coaching around that. Mm-hmm. So how did that how did that feel to take that step in your life? It was at times really really exciting and also really high anxiety yeah. because I've been with my company for 13 years and to move and go to a new place was really scary. But at the same time, it was really good. I, even just this week, I looked at my friend and I was like, at what point did you stop looking at yourself being like, I can't believe I actually did this. And she's like, it took a couple of months. (laughs) Yeah. It's good though. It's very good. That's awesome. So at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you were like, you felt like you were holding back professionally or in interviews because of your confidence. So how has that changed? I learned through this program and in really addressing my inner critic, how to let myself shine, I guess, if if that's a good word. It was more not talking myself into a hole. I was like, no, you're amazing you can do this and this and this, why shouldn't you have this job? And it's just such a mind shift that I was like, yeah, why shouldn't I get this job? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the job. (laughs) That's such a big deal. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause I know, I know that that in and of itself was a big, big, big milestone for you. Yeah. And so what are some specific things that you've noticed in terms of how you feel about your body that have changed? I've noticed I don't end up getting into those lows for quite as long. I know, you know, we always talk about hormones in that week that you just, your inner critic is just super, super loud. And it still happens, but it's not quite as loud. And I've realized over the last few months that I've been able to dial it down. Yeah. It's not, I don't have those days or weeks where I'm just like, ugh, about myself. It's more, I keep knocking these out of my ears. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it's more where I'm able to be like, okay, let's talk it out, figure out why I'm feeling that way, and then deal with it and move on. And it kind of smooths the transition. That's one of the biggest things I've noticed. Okay. So like the bad days aren't as bad. Yeah. And are there, would you say like there's more like neutral positive days than there were before? I would so. I, yes, definitely. Even, um, just last night I was walking in front of a mirror and, uh, I noticed that my belly was jiggling and in the past that would have totally set me off and been like, Oh my God, what have I done? And this time I just stood in front of the mirror and just danced a little bit and and it was a good moment. And I was like, wow, even six months that would have just kind of taken it to a whole negative place. And I was just like, and then I moved on with my night and it was all good. So that's awesome. Pretty crazy. That's huge. That's so good. Any other changes that you've noticed that you want to mention just in terms of how you feel about yourself? It's really the, I think the biggest impact that it's had is I feel a lot more confident in myself, not necessarily in my body. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But just in my intelligence and my skill set, I don't allow the issues that I have with my body to negate everything else that I have to offer. Incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds to me like, you know, the value is more in who you are versus how you look. And that's like, that's exactly the shift that we want. That's just awesome. 
Nice. That's so good. So how does it feel to, to be where you are now to have some of that baggage off your shoulders? What's it like? It's very freeing. I feel like there's a lot of that mental energy that I can apply to my new job or whatever other goal that I have for myself. It's not being bogged down into that negativity. Yeah. Good. And I mean, I think it was just so awesome working with you because I was just so proud of, of the, the, the shifts that you had and like, especially the job that was such a big one that I was like really rooting for, for you. Cause I wanted to see that happen for you so badly. And yeah, you, you put in a lot of effort into this and it's just like, it's so lovely to see how you're feeling more free and like having the little moments, like walking by a mirror and able to like, you know, get into the groove with your belly and not let it destroy you. That's awesome. So, so good. Thank you. Yeah. And what is your advice to those who are listening? Um, My advice would be do the program and, (laughs) you know, but not just that, do the program. Don't phone it in. I mean, really do the work and, and go to the hard places because what's on the other side is so, so much better. The other thing I think is important to recognize is that it's not the end. Even, I mean, I've had such an amazing shift, I feel like, through the program. But there are still days that are hard. I mean, yeah. a new job is a lot of anxiety. And I can feel that coming out in different ways. So it doesn't take it away. It just gives you the tools to deal with it. Yes. And thank you for saying that because that is so important Uh, because it's the truth. I mean, that's, and that's exactly what it's about. It's about you learning how to navigate that stuff on your own and to have it not be so heavy and and burdensome and life, like life stopping, you know, because I think that in the past, what happens is we have those negative thoughts about ourselves and it stops us from doing the things we want to do with our life. And so when we have the tools, we may still have the, you know, the doubt and the fear, but we're able to work through it to do the things we want to do with our life. And that's, that's exactly what this is about. And and I hope I'm not like placing words in your mouth there, but that's kind of what I interpreted from what you were saying. No, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But I like, you got to keep it real, right? It's like, it's no, there's no, like, as as my friend Vivian McMaster said, like, there's no like self-love party at the end. (laughs) It's it's constantly (laughs) like trying to, you know, choose compassion over the voice of your inner critic and doing that work. And so I really admire that you did do that work and you went to those hard places and you showed up and you were always willing to be open and vulnerable with it. And, uh, and so well done. I think you did amazing. Thank you. I am so glad that I stumbled across your program. Because yeah. I honestly, I mean, I don't know that I don't know where I would be now. Like, I don't know if I would have had those shifts if I hadn't put in that work, which you put together for me to do. So it's perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm just so grateful you did find me too. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap things up here? Just that I so appreciate everything that you've done. I feel like the way that you have the different modules put together really plays into kind of how you're feeling as you go along. I always felt like I was in this one place and then I'd read the module for that week and I'd be like, summer knows. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I really think the way that you have it structured and laid out 
makes the most sense for the way you process through these different pieces. That's really cool to hear. That's 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 great. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, you are a joy to work with and it's it's always been such a pleasure and I'm just so proud of you and how far you've come and yeah, I just I'm I love that you came here today to to share your story. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Rock on, Kayla. Bye. I was so thrilled when Kayla got that job. I was just like so excited for her. Um, Okay, next up, I'm chatting with Maru, who is a social justice warrior. She does some incredible work in her life, as you're going to hear her talk about. And she's done a TED Talk, not because of the program. She did that before the program. But she's just like super fierce, super badass. And I'm continually inspired by her tenacity. And uh, I think you're going to love listening to her chat about this stuff and and really chat about it from how it resonated from a social justice perspective. Check it out. Hi, Maru. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you live? Yeah, I am a social cultural anthropologist. I was, uh, I grew up in Buenos Aires, Argentina, but I moved to Europe when I was 28. And now I've lived in Europe for some years. Yeah, mm. very good. And you, and just, you've done like an awesome TED Talk. Yes, I am a children's rights activist. I work for the right of children to live in a family, so to keep families together yeah. and have a TED talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can watch if you want to know more about the rights of children to live in families. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty awesome. I feel pretty honored that you are in my program. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what your relationship with your body was like before we started working together? Yeah, an important fact is that I grew up in an extremely male jovinistic culture where women are still regarded as objects and like things to be possessed by men, basically. And there's a very big obligation for women to be pretty, to be attractive, especially to heterosexual men. So basically, before I I started working on this, my main fears and frustrations had to do with whether I was attractive or not to men. (laughs) And also, since I come from a very fat-phobic society, I used to consider that being fat was the opposite of being attractive. And so I was really frustrated about that. Yeah. I I felt a lot of inferiority because of being a chubby woman let's say yeah and how did that impact your how did that impact your life um you know in terms of what was it preventing you from doing anything or you know what was the impact on your life um yes i think that there are many conditions that impact us as women in the in the cultures that we that we live in that makes us feel inferior that makes makes us have a low self esteem yeah. and the relationship with our body is one of them so since i thought that i didn't fit in uh, because of a physical i don't know obstacle that i thought that i had and that i was not going to be able to succeed in other fields of my life which is what what the diet industry makes us believe that we will never succeed in anything if we don't succeed in dieting, losing weight and being pretty, basically. Yeah. So did you find that impacted like your career at all or anything like that? Just out of curiosity? Okay, so before I, I moved to Europe, I did two um, two treatments for my eating disorders. And there I met girls whose lives had really been impacted. So um, girls who had never been able to do a major, to do a career. I was not like that because I was extremely resilient. 
but definitely I was, I didn't feel like a normal person. I yeah. thought that I, like I would never be a successful person with a happy life wow. because I, I felt like I have an, I have an obstacle with, which was my body, my relationship with my body and food. Yeah. And so what made you decide to change? Okay. So I will start talking about this, uh, like this period of my life in which I started listening to you and reading your blog posts sure. and the things written by other activists like Virgie Tovar. I liked her. I like her very, very much too. Yeah, me too. And everything I know. And I liked the interview that you did a couple of weeks ago very, very much. It is a very good summary. And then I bought the book <laughs> <laughs> it's really because good. I really, really liked, like her. So, okay. So in that phase, I started reading you. And I realized that I had to have a feminist perspective on this body and food issue, that otherwise I was not going to be able to get rid of the limitations that I still had. Because I, when I moved to Europe, because of my treatments, I didn't have problems with food. I didn't weigh myself. I didn't have those uh, like hardcore eating disorder behaviors, mm-hmm. but I had other behaviors. And, and especially I had lots of preconceptions and lots of thoughts of hatred towards me, basically, towards my body and towards myself. Yeah. So I think that all of this work that we did and all of the things that you've written and your podcast helped help me um, see things from a feminist perspective, from a perspective of social justice, that even though I am not in the lower ladder of social injustice, I am being affected by majorism, by patriarchy, and, and that I have to fight against that. Yeah, basically. and so that really motivated you to change, that really connected with yeah, you. Buddy. Mm. Yeah, good, good. And so what were some of the um, key things along the way that helped you? Well, for instance, there was a very important moment in which I started thinking about what facts I wanted to do to give in my life. That it couldn't, that if I had such high objectives, if I want to develop, um, you know, a successful career in the field of human rights, for instance, it couldn't be that I still worried about my body and about what I look like and whether I am attractive to men or not. So I needed to really reallocate all of my facts. Like the situation couldn't go like this longer. So I thought a lot with the exercise that you, that you gave us to do. I realized what the main traits of my personality were, thanks to, to the exercise in which we have to ask to other people what they think about us. Yeah. And that helped me very, very much. That was a very, very important moment. And another moment uh, was when I found, when I realized that all of our decisions as women regarding our bodies and regarding food are being moralized, which is the same thing uh, with women being a mom or not, having children or not. People really moralize us, they judge us because of what we eat, which is crazy. And we have to get rid of those cultural patterns that shouldn't exist, that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. We should be as free as men to take our decisions. So that was another important moment for me. I don't remember when, most probably listening to Virgie Tovar was that I realized about this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I realized that I, that I had to liberate myself from that. Nice. That's awesome. That's so good to hear. Yeah, so it sounds like you were able to like really detach from your appearance and start to get to more like, and, and use kind of that feminist perspective to do that. Like that really fueled you to say, I don't want to let you know, these standards dictate how I feel about myself and yes, you know, exactly. what I do with my life. That's awesome. Yes. So good. And so what were some of the highlight moments for you? Well, the highlight moments were every time that I realized, thanks to these new perspectives, I realized what my real problems were because in the past, many times 
the real problems that I was going through were hidden by food and body problems. So I would fix them by exercising, like so by doing things that won't fix them, that wouldn't solve these problems. So in the past months, I've been thinking about what I really want to do with my life and about my role, my role in society and my position as a South American woman living in Europe and all of this. And those were the most important things when I when I contemplated what my real problems were and how to solve them. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like, um, and just, I know from like our conversations together, it's just, you have a lot more clarity on like, you're a lot more present in your life and what you want for your future than you were before in terms of before it was more like the, the, you were distracted by like the focus on exercise and food and things like that. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And so that is a little bit there. I think the role, I think that this is the role. So the, the objective of all of this diet culture bullshit to keep us occupied on things that aren't important so that we are domesticated, so that we are worried about being likable and attractive. And we cannot um, worry and spend time fighting for the things that are really important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I was one more woman doing that. And I am happy that I am not doing that anymore. Awesome. That I can worry about things that are truly affecting me and that are affecting other women too. Nice. That's so good. Yeah. So like, how, how does that feel for you? How do you feel about your body now, now that you've kind of really gained this new perspective? Yes. And something that is important about the relationship with my body is that I stopped being so fat phobic, phobic. So I am more tolerant towards myself and to the changes of my body. I am more accepting of the fact that I am going to get old and I am going to get fat sooner or later, especially because of my genetics. I am I am a chubby person. Let's say I will continue to be like this and I have to accept it so that I can live my life regardless what I look like. So that was a very important thing. And also uh, interpersonally, so in my relationships with other people, be stop being fat phobic, help me be more to be more tolerant to the differences of our yeah the differences of other people to be more tolerant to yes i think to that yeah yeah to other bodies and so on yeah so how has that changed the way that you feel about yourself um yeah okay so i am more tolerant to my to my in a, how do you say this so i i accepted that i am not perfect i cannot be perfect I cannot do everything perfectly all the time. So I think that I am more understanding towards myself. Another very important point in the program was to learn about self-compassion. That also helped me very much. I, I was very confident from before. So if I did a TEDx talk, it's because I am confident. I have no problem speaking in public and all of these things. Uh, but I was not compassionate towards myself. So um, being compassionate helped me be understanding as to why I do the things that I do and that sometimes I will make mistakes yeah. and that it is okay. Yes. I yes. Be so far on myself. Yes. I remember talking to you about this and just like the pressure that you put on yourself and to, you know, to just be a little bit more gentle and kinder to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how does that feel to, to, you know, to kind of have relieved yourself of, of some of this stuff? I feel very liberated. I feel very relieved. And I feel happy to know that there's no coming back. There's no way back. I am not going to come back to be 
the um, the Maru that I used to be a couple of years ago. I am. I feel like I am more mature now, and that I am more intelligent and more in, and I can be in charge of my life now mm-hmm. instead of instead of some false expectations about what I should be like or what I should look like. I will give an, an example if that's okay. It, you can you can not use it because it is about abortion, and I don't know like what about your audience. So I will start my example from now onwards. A short time ago in my home country in Argentina, the topic of the legalization of abortion was discussed in the Senate, the Congress and the Senate. We have the same system as in the U.S. It didn't pass, uh, but there were huge, huge, huge social mobilizations, demonstrations. The day of the voting, there were two million people women on the street in Buenos Aires next to the Congress. And so what we all were saying is that even though the law was not passed, it will happen because there's no turning back. Okay, culture is changing. We are becoming more liberalized, a more liberalized society, a less male chauvinistic society, uh, a less patriarchy society, and there's no no turning back. Uh, This is going to continue growing. And I feel the same thing about me. I am really, really relieved and really glad and thankful to everyone who helped me to know that I am not coming back to be fatphobic, to, to okay, having all the behaviors that I used to have. And I think that, that is very, yeah, very important for me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love your tenacity and like you, you're very much like, we're going to get this done. Like I'm going to change, like I'm done with this. And I think that that serves you so well, like obviously in your career and all the work that you do and, and now like you personally too. So I admire that so much in you. Like you just, you're just like, you make your, you make up your mind on something and then you're like, okay, let's like figure out, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> yeah, <I'll choose laughs> <And the week. laughs> Very determined <laughs> and brave. And I think, and I really, really admire you. And I know, cause I know like it hasn't been necessarily easy doing this work in, in a different culture too, like, and, and having to um, navigate that, that's been like a whole other layer to it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So what advice do you have for people listening? Yes, some advice that I have is that from my experience, because of what I went through, I think that there are many women who are in the position to change, to get to their side, accept their bodies, stop worrying about food, liberating from all of these cultural imperatives of being thin and beautiful and attractive and all of that bullshit that drives us crazy, women. Um, But they don't do it because they believe that in doing so, they will lose some kind of privilege that they will lower in the, the yeah, in the social ladder. Okay, um, so what I want to tell them is that you are not going to lose anything. I am quite quite low in the social ladder. I am a Latin American woman living in a white country, in a white European country, and I tell you, I I have never been happier and more liberated because now I can see things from what they are. I feel like I am more mature and that I can pursue the things that I really care about instead of some privilege that I will lose at the age of, I don't know, 40. I don't know for how long you can be thin and beautiful and young, uh, but it's definitely not a kind of privilege that really benefits women. So what I, I would tell them is that they use the time that they are wasting trying to pursue this privilege. Uh, which is not happiness that Virgil Tovar talked about is. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumption society tried to sell us the idea that privilege is happiness, and that is not true. Women will find happiness by 
by stopping, stop to waste their time in dieting and being thin and being attractive and using it for their purposes, for the for the things that really make them passionate. Yeah. So this is what I what I, I that what I would advise them that the work is really hard, but then when you get on the other side, uh, life is much more awesome than it was when you were pursuing that thin privilege and beauty privilege and and I think that this is it is worthwhile to do it. Yeah, amazing. So good. I love the way you said all that. I think you're just going to do such amazing things because you you have such a passion for this and you really like this is going to carry over to your work and I feel like you need to be a spokesperson for this because you're so <laughs> you're so good at speaking about it too. It's really awesome to hear you. No, and I want to tell you um then I want I know that you're going on your maternity leave. So then I, I will talk to you in some moment when you are less busy because I would like to translate some of the things that you wrote and I want to, uh, not me because I am not as uh, like a social influencer, but to share it with other people with your permission, of course, who yeah. are social feminist social influencers in Argentina because Argentina is the second in the rankings of eating disorders. One every four girls has an eating disorder. Oh my gosh. So wow. we need to work on this. Yeah. It is terrible. And and I think I think that uh, without a feminist perspective, it won't work. Yeah. The work to end this eating disorder bullshit is through a feminine, feminist lens, from my point of view. Yeah. So and in some moment I will talk to you so that I can I can promote the things with your like with your name and with your permission and all of this in That'd Spanish. That'd be amazing. Because we really we really really need this. Really. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. I think that that's like that's so great. We'll 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 take that one offline for sure. And when I'm back from that leave, but that's yeah, like very well. that gives me like goosebumps hearing you say that. So yeah, I mean that would be. I think that it's it, there's a lot of English speaking people doing this work, but yeah, you're right. It needs to be translated and and shared in other cultures where perhaps it's not being talked about as much and it's so important especially hearing that it's like one in four women have eating disorders that's like that's mind-blowing really is well thank you yeah well thank you so much for your time I really really appreciate it it's been so great to catch up with you and hear you and I just think that you're such a role model and you're going to do such incredible things with your life you are like you're going to be on that stage again and you're going to be helping so many people with your mission. And I'm just super proud that you came into my life and that you did this program. Okay. Thank you very much. You're, you're saying very nice things. I, um, I, I, I don't think that <laughs> I am so awesome, but thank you very much. And no, thank you really like all of these things because I did all of the programs and I bought the book and, all, and everything that you have done. So everything was super useful. There was nothing that I thought, ah, this, this, this is useless or I didn't take anything out of it. Everything, all of the articles that you wrote, the, um, all of the shows from the, I, I, list, I have listened to each show from the podcast many times. They were all extremely, extremely useful. And I wouldn't have been able to do this work without the things that you that you have created. So thank you very much, really. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maru. Rock on. Okay, thank you. Bye. So I'm really pumped about the opportunity to have my work published in a different language to reach other people, specifically in Argentina. That is definitely going to be something I return to when I come back from maternity leave, but that just like gave me goosebumps even thinking about it. Okay, last interview I have here is with Christine. And what I love about this is that it's really real because I would never want you to think that 
I'm selling this like fantasy that everything in your life is going to be perfect if you do this work. There's really a lot of ups and downs. And I think that where we end up is really relative to other stuff that's happening in our life as well. And as you're going to hear Christine here, like she's there's still struggles, but things are certainly better than they would have been without doing this work. And I think it just gives you a glimpse as to the reality of this and that it it does take a long time and it takes a lot of work and that different factors in our life can influence how we feel about ourselves. And, uh, and so yeah, without further ado, you'll hear Christine talk about it here. Check it out. Hello, Christine. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this catch up with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So tell everyone a little bit about who you are. Um, So I am in my 30s and I'm from the Pacific Northwest. And um, yeah, good. That's me. Nice. Right on. And so I'd love to talk about your story a little bit in terms of what your relationship with your body was like before we started working together? Um, yeah. So my relationship with my body, I think has always, well, maybe since I was like 11 or 12 has been pretty fraught, um, with some years, I would say throughout my twenties that were pretty okay. And then I hit a rough patch for a few years where I kind of went back to some like restrictive over-exercising kind of, um, habits And before the program, I had abandoned all of that, thankfully, for it had been about a year, maybe a little bit longer. No, about a year, I think, before the program. And I just was finding that I just still, my eating had like largely normalized. It goes up and down, but my relationship with my body was still just not in a happy place. Mm -hmm. And so how was that impacting your life or how you felt? I think it just like, it just takes up a lot of space. Like I'm someone that's like quite sensitive to how my body feels and I can actually feel stretch marks growing. It's not like psychosomatic and I can actually like, I, yeah, it just takes up a lot of space. And I was waking up kind of early morning with this like panic that I could feel my body changing and, and it's, it was legitimate, but yeah, just taking up a lot of space in my mind and my, uh, like, taking it away from activities and, and just life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I feel like so many people can relate to that. And so what made you decide to change? Well, I mean, I think I was really grateful actually, because when I went off the sort of restriction wagon, it was not my choice. Like I was so burnt out in just like life in general. And I mm. basically just, I came across like Carolyn Dooner's, blog and was like oh my god what I'm doing is actually not normal like it's normal in that like it's ubiquitous but it's not healthy normal and um yeah so that really like once I told myself I wasn't going to do that anymore I've like never been able to go back even though I've been tempted sometimes which is cool I'm grateful for that nice but then I don't really remember what made me decide to take your program I done like what's the one that's bef- the body and the tree mix program yeah and I remember I'd done that one and I like I was like well if I put money into this I'll put effort in and I didn't <laughs> oh. but I remember you were doing like one of your coaching calls and I asked you a question via like Facebook because I didn't have time or I couldn't I couldn't make the call 
And he responded to the question in a way that I was like, oh my God, that's totally what's going on. And like, I wasn't able to pick it up and you were able to pick it up from like, uh, like a maybe, I don't know, 10 sentence blurb. So I was, I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you put, you put a lot of effort into this program. Like you, you really like showed up for it. So that's good. I'm glad you didn't abandon this one. (laughs) I'm glad you like, I'm glad you saw this one through. (laughs) I mean, you're committing, I I'd heard of like a lot of different programs and different blogs that I listened to, and I'm sure a lot of them are good, but I think it was just, I was just in this place where I was like, I'm so sick of being preoccupied with my body. Yes hating it and letting it like leech into every aspect of my life. And I have to do something that isn't me just like going for walks and listening to blog, like listening to podcasts, you know? So, right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Cause you can like intellectually understand everything, but it doesn't sink in until you're actually like in doing work for yourself and, and like really kind of peeling back those layers. That's how I feel yeah. at least. Yeah. And with like a little bit of accountability, I mean, it was never like, you must do this, but like, there's obviously a bit more accountability there to, to show up. So Mm -hmm. that's helpful. So what were some of the stepping stones along the way that really helped you? I think like a lot of people would say this, but I think the coaching calls were probably, I, in the end, I couldn't really be on too many of them, but especially in the beginning, I'd like listen to all of them. And even if it wasn't me, I was just like, Oh my God this person's had the exact same experience and yeah just people's posts in the Facebook group same thing it's like just seeing that other people have your same experiences and and yeah just like in general the coaching calls being able to bring like one little tidbit that was holding me up that week um and it wasn't always necessarily to do with like the modules like yeah right on right on like topic but I just find maybe like cyclically every few days I'm like dwelling on something and it was just nice to sort of have a rope, like 10 or 15 minute chat about that and like release and some sort of like game plan for moving forward. Yeah. And you were always so awesome at showing up and sharing and doing the work, like the homework <laughs> related to that as well. And I seem to remember like, your values being like really important. I feel like we did that and that was part of, and maybe I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was like really important for you in terms of I think, seeing yeah, that, I th- having that perspective. I think, I think in a few ways, I think I was a bit confused because I think I went through this like fuck it stage mm-hmm. uh, for the first year where it was like, okay, well I'm really not going to exercise and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to think about nutrition and went through this like rebellious stage and I'll, kind of some of my values, I think, flew out the window with that as well, because I guess I was just like giving myself a really long leash to figure out what I actually did. Yeah. Kind of value. And I think that's great. But then at some point, I think it was important to realize that like there are important aspects of myself that I can and should sort of like look to when I'm making decisions. Yeah. And that's to like honor those parts of me nice that's great that's so good and so what were some of the highlight moments for you or things that you're proud of that you did I don't know I think just kind of going into things with like a different attitude and a different perspective like I think what sticks out is I remember you recommended that I like kind of change my like Instagram feed to have 
like people with more stretch marks. And when I looked for that, it was like all diet stuff. Oh, uh. <laughs> but like what I did instead was like, it was the beginning of summer. And I just started like, when I was going for a walk, there'd be people sunbathing everywhere because I lived by a lake. And like, I just started like looking at women and instead of like looking for the perfection in them, was like looking for like the normalcy in them. Uh-huh. And I, that was so like, that was so good for me because it wasn't coming from a place of like judgment and like, where do I fit compared to her? It was just like, oh, that beautiful woman has a lot of stretch marks and that beautiful woman has a really like loose tummy for the three kids that are sitting around her. And it was, it just really transformed, I think, how I see other women. And I helped me see my own body with a bit more like grace. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think before I, I felt like, oh, that's competitive. And it, it's like, no, it doesn't have to be. It just was like, instead of looking for the faults in my body, I was looking for like what's similar to every other woman practically on the planet, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. And so were there some things that you did that um, like you hadn't done before, hadn't experienced before that you feel like were you know, memorable or different, like in a more positive way? Uh, I remember a lot the conversation that we had about like self-care. And I think like I kind of had fallen a bit victim to like the whole self-care is like lounging on the couch and like watching Netflix and taking bubble baths. (laughs) And like, yeah, when I started to look at things from like, like self-care is self-care is sometimes doing the thing that like isn't fun or doing the thing that you know, will like make you feel better. Uh-huh. Um, that really helped for me because it kind of, it gave me permission to, I think, like start making, not making myself, but like I, sometimes I knew because I was working a lot from home and I, I just, I didn't do well when I wouldn't move all day, just physically, mentally, I wouldn't do well. And it wasn't about like my self image. It wasn't about like losing weight. And, but I felt really guilty being like, okay, well you need to go for a walk or you need to like, do something that's outside of your apartment. Yeah. Cause I felt like that was kind of backsliding, but I was, yeah. Starting to think of like those things as it's okay that like self-care is like both combining like my values and like my needs. And sometimes that means going for a walk. And as long as that's not for weight loss, then that's something that I need to do for myself. You know, does that? Yeah. Well, I think it ties back to, like you said, you were kind of in that rebellious stage And then you were able, it sounds like you were able to get to a point where you were just like more like attuned to your body and able to like treat it with respect and kindness in a way that was like completely detached from your weight, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it really kind of helped me to see um, self-care differently and to kind of yeah, acknowledge like the things that I do value and not look at things so much from a weight perspective. So. Nice. That's great. So what are some of the specific things you've noticed about how you feel in your body or about your body? You know, at the moment, I, I like did end up actually like losing some weight um, through just some activities that I was doing that were going to result in weight loss no matter what. And so I'm, I'm in a bit of a, I don't know, I'm in a bit of like an odd place, I guess, in that I am happier with my body and uh-huh. like part of me, it's funny. Cause I, I really thought that like, okay, I must've really lost a lot of weight because I'm 
a lot less, I'm being a lot less of an asshole to myself than I normally would be. Like yeah. I was happier with my body. And then I was like at my storage unit trying on like summer clothes that I haven't seen in a while. And I was like, oh, these actually fit like kind of tight compared to like, like when they were loose on me before I was still feeling shitty about my body. And yeah. It was kind of cool to be like, oh, okay, like how I'm feeling actually, I don't have a good idea of where my body is right now. And like, that's kind of okay. And I kind of feel okay about it. Sometimes not. Yeah. But like I'm still working through it. And, and yeah, I mean, my baseline was kind of where, but if, if I was where I'm at a, a year ago, I think I would have been a lot more upset, mm-hmm. but I like legitimately thought I was smaller because I was feeling better. Mm-hmm. It's you know? weird how that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of confusing, actually. Yeah, it is confusing. I mean, because the thing is, is like, we don't know what our body's going to do. Like, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it stays the same. But when we've been conditioned to think about, like, up means bad, down means good, it's, and like, one of those instances happens, it's hard to, like, kind of recalibrate and actually tune into, like, how is this, how am I actually feeling? It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to condition yourself to detach from that. I think that takes, like, a long time to really do. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, like one of my major realizations was just that like this for me, and maybe it's just where I am at in like life or whatever, but like, this is not a quick fix. And I think, I think I had that realization like a few weeks into the program where I was like, ah, so it's really (laughs) realistic for me to think that all of my life's problems and all of my life's coping mechanisms are going to be like heaps healed basically in three months probably not that's good (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, we've never set that expectation (laughs) no but I think just like the moment I realized that like hey you know what like maybe like a five-year goal of feeling a certain way or like Mm -hmm. seeing a change in this aspect is like a healthier healthier goal and it just takes the pressure off because I mean, I'm okay in my body. I'm definitely better than what I was, but like, I'm not where I want to be a year from now or two years from now. Yeah. Well, I think that's the great thing is like, you have the tools to keep working on it and it will only keep getting better. I believe, and I won't put this into your head, but there's no going back. I hope you believe that too. (laughs) No, yeah, no, there definitely isn't. Um, Yeah. Even though it's sort of tempting sometimes, because I think, I mean, that is like what so many of us do is like, we just use this as a coping mechanism for like whatever stress, whatever, you know, is going on in your life. You put it on your weight and then it's easier to deal with, you know? Yeah. So So at the beginning you said you were so sick of being preoccupied with your body. Like how, what's it like now? Would you say is it, you know, in terms of the mental real estate that it takes up? How's, how is that? I, I think it goes up and down and I think, Like, you know, this has not been like an easy few months for me, like life wise. Yeah. Um, Had some like major ups and downs, um, probably mostly downs. So, yeah. I think like given where I'm at and given like how difficult the last few months have been, I think I'm like, I'm doing pretty okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In terms of like, really just not putting all the pressure on my body. Um, nice. Yeah, but it's still there. 
it's still there. It's just like less and less tempting to go back to feeling like I need to like look a certain way or not have a certain love handle or whatever it is. Yeah. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. So what does it feel like then to kind of have some of that behind you and to be moving forward? I think it feels like it just feels nice to know that that's not really an option. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm I'm maybe not exactly where I would like to be, um, but I'm happy with where I have gone given everything that's been going on. And like, yeah, it's just, it's nice to know that like, yeah, it's all, I don't want to say it's all up from here because I'll have my down moments, but like knowing that I'm not probably going to go back into that space. Mm-hmm. Good. I, don't, sorry, I don't know if these are like the most satisfying <laughs> answers for me to give either, but like, yeah, it, it hasn't been super easy, but I think like looking as a whole, I would probably like the last four or five months that I've had, like I probably would have restricted again. I probably would have like done some major self hate. And I like, I haven't actually in retrospect. Yeah. And I would have really fallen back on a lot of those um, old coping mechanisms and I haven't. And so I guess that's, that's positive. It is. No, I totally appreciate your honesty. Like I, that's, you know, part of this is like being real about where things are at. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, you've done like you, yeah, you overcame a lot and I'm really, really proud of you. Like having gone through, like you said, just some of those life blips and maintaining, you know, your commitment to like doing this work for yourself and feeling better about yourself. Like it's really, really courageous and admirable because I think in those times it is so easy to go back to those coping mechanisms. So, I mean, I think you're awesome. And (laughs) I think if you can do that through those times, like it's just, it's, it is, I don't want to say like better and better because it's not linear, but like over time, your, your median is going to just keep getting better. I guess <laughs> like the, the, the average state of being will only keep getting better for you, I believe. Yeah. And that's, that's probably what I've seen. So yeah. great. So it's encouraging. Definitely. Good. So what is your advice for people listening? I think my biggest, I don't know. Let me think for a sec. I think my biggest piece of advice is like, I like whether you're like quite ready, like financially or emotionally to like invest in a program like this, like it's okay to like, to get support in some way, shape or form. Like you don't have to just do everything on your own. Like I, after a year and a half of dating, like I told my boyfriend what I'd been struggling with and he had no idea. And like, it was helpful and it was a relief and like, yeah, if there comes a time when you're in a place where where you're just a bit stuck, then doing something like a program like this is really helpful, I think, to just have an external opinion and just guide you through things a little bit. Because it really is hard to do things on your own all the time. Nice. Good. Well, thank you so much for that. It's been so awesome. And, you know, I hope you have so many more amazing adventures. And so any final words before we go? Anything else you want to add? Well, I really appreciate it, actually, because you let like you're quite lovely with the payment schedule. And like, I wasn't working at at the time I was in school. And I really appreciated the fact that like you had a payment plan and that you you know, like 
are sensitive to the fact that like not everyone has millions of dollars. Most of us don't, you know, so <laughs> including I, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always find like, I don't know when, when working with like someone who's like acknowledges that I find it's like quite refreshing. So, and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. Well, I'm glad that we can make it work for you. And um, yeah, I just think, uh, like, like I said, I'm just really proud. And I'm really grateful that you came into this and that I got to know you through this. And I can't wait to see where you are like six months from now and a year from now. Yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of change, right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Well, thank but yeah, thank you so much for all your help and your guidance over the last few months. It's been really, really beneficial. Thanks, Christine. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. Thanks, you. I really appreciate the honesty there. I didn't edit anything out of that to make it sound like it was better than it was. Um, I really wanted to include Christine's story because I feel like it's just really helpful for others to know that, you know, it's not just like all up and up and it's not super easy, but things are better when you are doing this work for yourself. All right. So as I said, you on fire won't be running again until 2019 because I'm having a baby. So if you are interested in that program, I would love to do that with you and you can get your name on the wait list and get more details about that program at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. You can also find all the other links, including the video versions of these interviews and a link to watch all of the different spotlights over the years at summerinandin.com forward slash 134. I've got one more episode in the tank for this season and it's going to explain what's going to be happening over the next few months as I go on hiatus for a bit. So I hope you'll tune into that one next week. In the meantime, thank you so much for being here. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.